Um, obviously, there's there's bits that we've embellished in this story as time's gone on, and, and they're fairly harmless things. There's, there's fairly innocent things that have been added to the story. But unfortunately, the Christmas story in people's lives um, today um, has been stretched and embellished and changed and, and kind of massaged into, into something often quite different to the story that we, we see in the Bible. Um, the, uh, for many, um, Christmas is a little bit like um, a pick-and-mix a pick and mix candy bar. Um, I don't know. I, I realised as I was putting this together. I don't think I've ever bought lollies from one of these. Has anyone ever bought lollies from the pick and mix? Yeah, where you where you get your bag and you fill it up with all the different things that you like. Um, so, yeah, yeah, at the cinemas. So, so I've, I've obviously been missing out. Um, but but at Christmas time, it's kind of it's a pick and mix of different ideas and traditions and, and various motivations that people want to kind of include in their Christmas, um, uh, whatever suits them, or maybe it's a, a family member higher up, the, higher up the family tree that's making that pick and mix choice for, for people. Um, and it kind of is, is a create your own meaning, create your own purpose or your own agenda. Um, and, and like others, we might deny it, but we also share the pick and mix candy bar experience as Christians. Um, there's, uh, there's a whole heap of things that we throw into our mix at Christmas. Um, family is a big one. Um, you know, spending time with family is important at Christmas to throw into our bag. Um, kids, presents at Christmas? Yeah? No? No presents at Christmas? Yeah, presents at Christmas? Okay. That's often in the mix. Decorations and, and, and lights on the houses is in the mix. Um, singing carols. People who, who don't even worship in churches often go and like to sing carols at Christmas time and add that to their mix of, of the Christmas celebration. Food, drinks, or, or a lot of the time that's in the Christmas mix. And then there's other ideas. Love. Idea of of sharing love with with family and friends, joy and having fun and and enjoying yourself is a big big factor at Christmas time. Peace and goodwill, the idea of maybe reconciliation or forgiveness, kind of comes in at Christmas time for different people. Um, it was interesting to see after the tragedy that happened yesterday to see a couple of Facebook messages about how much of a tragedy it was, but even worse that it's at Christmas time because we want that idea of peace and goodwill in our, in our mix at Christmas. Um, and for a lot of people, rest, opportunity just to stop and at least have one day's break, um, just to have a bit of a break. is something that we want to include into our mix at Christmas time. But there's something that, that is available at this candy bar that is free to everybody, but and, and everybody actually desires this thing, or almost everybody desires it, but not a lot of people in our society, actually pick it up and take it at Christmas time. The idea is hope. Hope is something that we can put into our, our Christmas pick and mix candy bar um, bag. Um, now, this is a very appealing chocolate at Christmas time. Um, and there are a lot of imitations as well. Um, there's lots of cheap imitations of hope. Um, there's, uh, they're often a little bit flavorless, don't last that long. 
and they, they leave a bit of a, 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 a bitter aftertaste in your mouth. They're not like the real thing. But this is a different sort of hope. This is a deep and eternal hope um, that, that we, we're presented with at Christmas time. It's not a hope that Collingwood will get the wooden spoon next year. <laughs> it's not a hope that my auntie Carol won't kind of Christmas Day spend two hours telling me about how she loves teaching maths. Um, it's, it's not, as Catherine, Catherine thought maybe hope could be, um, hope that you'd have a really good holiday. That was what she thought hope might be for. Um, this, is a, this is an eternal hope. Um, it's a hope because of the divine birth of Jesus. This is the, uh, the, the um, dictionary definition of hope. A feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. Now, in, in our culture, hope can often just be wishful thinking. Um, just something that you might wish for. But the biblical concept of hope is quite different to that. Um, it's actually a confident expectation. Um, Romans 8 says for in this hope we were saved but hope that is seen is no hope at all who hopes for what they already have but if we hope for what we do not yet have we wait for it patiently Hebrews says now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see The picture I like to think of as hope is like a freeway sign. You, you're driving along, along the road and you see the sign. And the sign says, Melbourne, 625 kilometres. Now, this sign is actually put there with purpose. When you get to this sign, you can go, awesome, I'm going the right way. I'm heading somewhere with confidence. It's not... Before I was driving and I kind of was hoping, guessing that I might be going the right way. But when I see this sign, I can hope with confidence. I know that it was put there by design and I can have confidence that I'm going the right way. I can't see Melbourne yet. I don't even know for sure that Melbourne's there. But with this sign in front of me, this hope, I can be confident of that. And that's the hope that we have at Christmas. It's not a hope that we're just wishing for something to happen. It's a confidence that we have in Jesus that we can look forward to and know that we're going the right way. We can know that the signposts, that hope has been put there for a purpose by design. And we can, can, be, can be confident in that. So what is this hope in Jesus? Before Jesus came, the Jewish people were hoping for a saviour. So that was their hope. Prior to Jesus coming, they, they were hoping for a saviour to come. Um, and the Jewish people still are hoping for a saviour to come. But we know that by Jesus' birth, there's actually a whole heap of flourishing of, of a whole heap of new hopes that have come out of Jesus being born. Just that pure act of, of Jesus, the Son of God, being born on earth has generated a whole heap of different hopes for us. And I'm just going to touch on a few of them this morning. Um, the first one um, 
is fairly obvious. It's salvation. Jesus was the Savior. A, a Savior has been born. It was declared um, at, that, at that time that he was born. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. That was one of the things that we hope in at Christmas time. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Paying the price. We have a hope in that Jesus paid that price. He was the ransom. He was the sacrificial lamb that was given in our place for our transgressions, the things that we deserved. Jesus took that on. Now, we read in the Bible about him paying the price and we hope with confidence that when we get to that end time, he'll be standing there beside them, beside us, saying, he's one of mine. I've paid the price for him. I've paid the price for her. It's not just wishful thinking that when we get to the end that that's going to happen. It's a confidence. We have that signpost to know that that's the case. We can't see it. We're not there yet, but we know. We have that hope. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Revealed truth. We have a hope in the word, words that Jesus shared. He shared a lot during his time on earth. And he made it very clear. This is talking to Pilate. Pilate says, you are, the king, you are a king then. Jesus answered, you say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. So there is a hope we have in the words of Jesus, the hope in the truth that he revealed by coming to earth on that day that he was born. Good news of the kingdom of God. Shared a lot about what the kingdom of God's going to be like. Um, and we're working towards that. And we have a hope of what that kingdom is going to look like in the end. And that's an exciting hope to have. Um, that's, that's something that we, we all kind of long for, um, the full kingdom of God on earth. I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also, because that is why I was sent. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Abundant life. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. We're all witnesses to that abundant life. Sometimes it feels a little bit harder than abundant, but that hope we have is abundant in and of itself. Um, I'll talk a little bit more about Fiji later, but, but we all share that abundant life. Eternal life. We all know this one. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That is a hope that we have. Now I could go on. There's a whole heap more. I've just touched the surface. There's hope in Jesus building his church. There's hope in the power of his name when we pray, when we witness to people. There's hope in healing and restoration. There's hope in Jesus coming again. And in our own lives, there's hope and, and expectations and, and things that we pray for and desire and, and our own lives reflect that hope. 
But how do we respond to this hope? The first thing's pretty straightforward and pretty obvious. We can't go through that list of things and not be grateful, thankful, humbled by the amazing hope that that we've been given. It says in Psalm 71, 5 and 6, For you have been my hope, sovereign Lord, my confidence since my youth. From birth I have relied on you. You brought me forth from my mother's womb. I will ever praise you. And that's just a natural response of this hope that we have, is to just be thankful to God and to take every opportunity just to praise him and thank him for that hope, for that purpose, for that that signpost to what he has in store for us. Um, And that's awesome. But the next step is living with that hope. It says in Ephesians 5, 8 to 10, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, and find out what pleases the Lord. Living this this hope is kind of a real challenge, I find. Um, And and I guess that's mentioned Fiji before. That's when when I was in Fiji, I could see that they really get attached to this hope. There are a few people I spoke to that they, they really understood hope in a way that I didn't. Um, and I was like, what, what is that? They've got so little, and yet they've got this purpose, this vision, this, this desire to be prayed for, to see God in their lives, to, to have, have this kind of direction. It's like, what have they got? And in a lot of ways, I kind of answered my own question. It's because... I fill my life with a whole heap of stuff. I'm managing a whole heap of things. I've got insurance for this, and I've got a bit of money saved over here for that. I've got, uh, you know, a, a strategy for if this goes wrong here, and if that happens there, um, you know, make sure my education for my kids is right. And you know, I've, we kind of manage things to excess. Um, and I realise that in their simplicity, and and a lot of ways, poverty and suffering. I'm not saying. It's an awesome scenario that that some of them are in. But in that simplicity, that hope really shines. That light shines in their scenario. And it kind of, it stirred me up a little bit because we're abundantly blessed with so many things. And yet, in some ways, we use those things to squeeze out the hope, to push aside that hope, to make that hope that hope something that we think about, but we're not actually living out. See, hope isn't the destination. We're not there yet when we've got hope. We haven't got it all together. And when we think we've got it all together, there's something wrong. And so I think sometimes, and I know for myself, when I think I've got it all together, what I'm really saying is I don't need hope. When I think that I've got purpose and direction and I know what's going on, it's actually the hope that, it's, that I've thrown out because I'm trusting in myself and where I can see things going. We can see from yesterday that from the, the tragedies in the US that no matter how much you control things, the reality is you don't know what's going on. The reality is you cannot control yourself. That's the truth. And I'm pretending that I can control it and manage it, but the truth is I can't. 
And at Christmas time, we wrestle with this idea because we um, we think we want to manage it and we want to grab all the things in the in the uh, off the the uh, pick and mix candy bar and put it into the bag and we can control the whole thing. But when Jesus came to Earth, he interrupted the normal stuff. He kind of broke the tradition and things that were going on. He didn't do a birth the normal way. God didn't do that the normal way. He changed things and he interrupted the, the natural flow of things. And that brings us, uh, in Paul um, wrestled with the same thing. Um, and in 2 Corinthians, after they just had a whole heap of you know, shipwrecks and a whole heap of stuff happening, he said, Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. He has delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. He came to terms of the experience that he was in, that he had no control really. He had no power, and he had to trust in that hope. The last part that's, for me, almost as hard, is sharing our hope. This pick-and-mix candy bar kind of looks like it's, it means there's lots of things that we can springboard off, that we can kind of start a conversation with someone. Um, when they talk about they're going to a carol service, you kind of go, well, wow, it's, I've, I kind of talked to you before and I couldn't imagine you singing carols about Jesus. Um, it's a point of discussion that we can chat to them about. What are we really celebrating at Christmas time? Where does love come from? How do we really have peace on earth? What is the meaning of giving gifts at Christmas time? At the same time, though, this pick and mix candy bar can be a distraction. It can also be a watering down of the truth. Or even worse, for some people, it's, it's a false hope in other things. They get attached to things at Christmas about what joy is or what love is that isn't attached to the reality of Jesus' birth. One thing we can be consciously working on each Christmas is to make sure that our lives, and particularly our Christmas activities and attitudes, reflect this hope that we have in Jesus' birth. We want to make sure it flavours every other chocolate and lolly that we pick up in that candy bar and put into our bag of Christmas activities. Now, to finish, I've just asked Jeremy if he would share briefly about something that his Activate group's doing on Christmas morning, which I thought fitted in really well. Yeah. 